This is episode number 261 with New York Times bestselling author Yuri Elkane. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Welcome everyone back to the podcast. Very excited about our guest today. He's been on before and he's coming back again. Now, Yuri is a New York Times bestselling author and renowned fitness and nutrition expert who's helped more than 500,000 people. That's right, a half a million people to great health and fitness. At 17, he developed an autoimmune condition called alopecia, which attacked all of his hair on his body. He played professional soccer. He was a head strength and conditioning coach for men's soccer at the University of Toronto. He's also a father of three boys, and his new book is out called The All-Day Fat-Burning Diet. And the five main things that you're going to learn from today is why you may be eating right and exercising but not losing any weight and how to change that. Also, if there is a perfect diet, how to find the optimal diet or lifestyle for you what the common fat triggers are and how to eliminate them, why your sex drive goes down when you are really stressed, and much, much more. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, lewishouse.com slash 261 to get all of the show notes and dive in more. Let's go ahead and dive in with this episode with the one, the only, Yuri Elkane. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format helps you learn at your own pace and fit earning a degree into your life. From before you enroll to after you graduate, you'll be supported by people who are invested in your success so you can pursue your goals, knowing that help is available if you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Okay, quick math. The less your business depends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep, obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite, and you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com com slash greatness netsuite.com slash greatness again head to netsuite.com slash greatness welcome back everyone to the podcast excited about today got my buddy yuri l came on how's it going yuri it's going great how you doing buddy 
doing all right, you know. Things are yeah. things are moving along in a powerful way. So I'm, I'm excited to have you on. And uh, we had you on before, which was a great episode. We'll have that linked up in the show notes here mm-hmm. for people at the end to check that one out. But you've got a new book out called The All-Day Fat-Burning Diet, The Five-Day Food Cycle Formula That Resets Your Metabolism to Burn Up to Five Pounds Per Week. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to ask you this since I ask all these health experts that I bring on. Is there the perfect diet and what do we listen to when there's so many different people saying all the different things that you can do in terms of diet, in terms of exercise? How do we know it, which is actually right for us to keep us healthy and living a, ha- a healthy, happy, long life? Sure. Yeah. So, no, it's a very valid question. And it's, I'll start off by saying this book isn't for everyone. It's definitely not for um, – I wrote this book because I've helped a lot of people over the years and I've also not been able to reach a lot of people um, for whatever reason, you know, they don't know about me or they've just been confused by their stuff. But there's been a lot of people who have, that I've noticed really do everything they can. They, they exercise, they eat well, and they just hit a, there's just like a sticking point where they just can't seem to lose the weight. It's almost like a plateau or maybe they've lost weight, put it back on, lost weight, put it back on. They seem to hover around the same area. And nothing they do seems to work. So they feel like there's something wrong with them. And I realized that like I'm not a huge fan of – I don't actually consider this a diet. For me, like even my first book, The All-Day Energy Diet, for me it's always been about a lifestyle. And the the advice that I give to people is like, listen, the, the best thing you can do is you just have to try different things and see what works best for you in terms of like does this feel good? Does it work? Can I sustain this? And the best diet – for you is the one you don't even think you're on because at the end of the day, most diets don't work because they're so focused on deprivation that people end up rebelling against the system. And there's other, there's other reasons why a lot of other, a lot of, a lot of diets don't work, but it's, um, it's a big thing. And I really try to get, you know, like we have to understand that we are guinea pigs. We're kind of in this journey of self-experimentation. And the same goes in business. I mean, you and I are both entrepreneurs and it's like, okay, we're going to try this strategy. If it doesn't work, well, does that mean that all business strategies don't work? No, we just try a different path. We just try a different one until we find the one that works for us. And then we kind of go forward with that. And that's the same thing, the same approach we want to have to to health and, and diets and exercises. Find that path that's going to work best for you. I'm not a fan of CrossFit, but that's just for me. Other people, they're like gung-ho into it and that works for them. Awesome. So you need to find what's going to work best for you and your lifestyle. So how do we know how to find that? I think you really just have to try things. So for instance, if you, um, you know, if you've tried one approach, a, a dietary approach that has worked really well for you and assuming that it has health benefits. For instance, let me give you an example. So a lot of people have done Atkins. Uh, actually, this is crazy. So in the 1990s, we had this huge surge, this, this the huge surge in the low-carb craze. And at one point, there was, um, it was said that in that decade, at any given point, 18% of Americans were on a low-carb diet. Wow. And that's that's including the population of kids and teenagers who – for the most part, don't diet. So that's, that percentage is usually probably probably a bit higher considering it's mostly for adults. So a low-carb diet will help you lose weight, but it has serious long-term ramifications on your metabolism. For instance, it's going gonna, it's gonna to suppress your thyroid function 
And our thyroid is our master metabolism gland. So if that goes down over time, you know, maybe it doesn't hit you right away, but in a couple months, couple years, you just start slowing down. Your body has a tough time losing weight and you're thinking like, what did I do? What's going on here? And that could be part of the problem. The other thing with low carb diets is that, yes, you'll lose weight, but it's mostly water weight because for every gram of carbohydrates, your body's going to hold on to four grams of water. So as soon as you lose the bread and the pasta and so forth, you're going to lose a lot of that water. So you have to be able to distinguish between, okay, this result is what I want, but is it giving me, is it hurting my health in the process? So I think there's a little bit of sophistication that has to come into that as well in terms of whether it's, you know, checkups with your naturopathic doctor or just kind of looking at if you're a little more knowledgeable about your body, symptomatically looking at like, are things working? Do I feel good? And, um, and, and maybe doing, you know, occasional blood tests just to make sure that everything's okay. You know, if you wanted to really get kind of granular. Gotcha. Uh, and if, and if people don't have the, you know, they're, they're not wanting to do a blood test, but they want to try something else. So they want to see what works and what feels right for them. Mm-hmm. What are some of those steps? Well, the first thing is, is to look at what, I mean, you want to model, it's tough. I mean, you want to model people that emulate you, right? So for instance, if you know other men, other menopausal women who've done well on this specific diet, then maybe that's something you want to consider if you're a menopausal woman. For instance, a lot of the paleo research, not that there's really been a lot of research, but the research scientifically on paleo has mostly been done on men. And what we found, and this has been confirmed with a lot of naturopathic doctors that I've worked with, is that what they've seen in their practice is a lot of women who go paleo end up having a very tough time and do a lot of damage to their hormone because to their hormonal makeup because for them they need in some cases higher levels of carbohydrates. For instance, women are a little bit more susceptible to thyroid issues. So if we cut out carbohydrates or keep them at a very low level, then that might work for some men, but for women maybe not the best idea. So you want to do a little bit of research in terms of what has worked for other people, for instance, in my shoes, and is this validated by science or is this just another another gimmick that's uh, you know just put up on the bookshelf? Mm. And, what, and you've got a solution about the all-day fat-burning diet, right? Yes. Well, well yeah. you're also talking about all these fat triggers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what, I, what I've realized over the years is that, um, as I said before, it's – Losing weight is not as simple as cutting calories and exercising more. Um, if it was, I don't think we would be seeing the overweight and obesity epidemic that we are. So what we're recognizing is that what's happening inside of our body metabolically, like hormone at the hormone level and at the cellular level, is the real reason why so many people have a tough time losing weight. In fact, their body is, I'll put quote-unquote, threatened into holding on to that weight. So... The six fat triggers all come back to the base foundation of why we can't lose weight. And that's because if you're having a tough time losing weight, at some level, your body feels threatened. And it goes back to our, our, our hardwired DNA. If our body way back in the day felt that it was threatened in terms of, you know, we were being attacked by a lion or uh, we weren't, you know, we had, we had no food coming in for a couple of days. What it would do is it would shut down because it needed to think about survival. So when survival becomes the most important thing to focus on, sex drive plummets, pretty much everything else just goes by the wayside. That's, for, that's, that's why, for instance, when you're stressed out, testosterone levels go down because there's a, 
a shunt that happens at the hormonal level in the adrenals that moves hormone production from testosterone to cortisol, which is one of our stress hormones. So at, the, at a very basic level, if our body feels stressed, and I'm not talking about just like worry about stuff, but stressed in the sense that there are things happening that put us out of balance, that level of homeostasis for too long, that is perceived as a threat. And when that happens, our body, our, our adrenal glands are going to pump out cortisol. Cortisol is a stress hormone that is neither good or bad, but it it's becomes an issue when there's too little of it or too much of it. So when we have too much of it, our body, the, the message to our brain is, hold on, something is not right here. We are in a state of survival. We, we must survive somehow. We need to shut things down. We need to hold on to fat because fat is very energy rich, nine calories per gram instead of four which is provided by carbohydrates and protein. And it's, it just makes sense from kind of a survival perspective. But that's not serving us in today's day and age. So I talk about these six fat triggers as six big culprits that are inducing more stress on our body, which increases inflammation and cortisol, which forces our body to literally hold on to fat like a baby does his blanket. Okay. And what do we do about these fat triggers? Well, first of all, we have to know what they are. Okay. So I can talk about a few of those. Okay. <laughs> it's like, well, uh, let's what, just. What are know, the most common ones? So I would say the biggest one is really understanding that most of us are eating foods that are creating inflammation in our body. Mm, right. And the two biggest ones are gluten and dairy. Okay. So, you know, you, it depends on who you listen to, but some people are like, it's all or none. Like, you, you're either gluten free or you might as well just have some. There's, you know, like, it's either black or white. Um, the reality is like, <clears throat> again, you have to find what's going to work best for you. But I feel that if we can really minimize those two foods to a great degree, it's going to do our body a huge service because when we're eating gluten and dairy, they contain proteins like, um, well, gliadin in gluten's case or casein in dairy's case, which are very problematic in the body. So they, they seep into the bloodstream. Our body identifies them as foreign objects or foreign invaders and mounts an inflammatory immune response. And when that happens, again, our, that's a stress, so our body pumps out cortisol. And as a result of that, we hold on to, we hold on to fat, specifically with cortisol around the belly more so. Mm. So we want to really move away from eating foods that contain gluten. So if, again, if we're thinking about like bread, cereals, pastas, let's move to, at the very minimum, non-glutinous grains, right? So quinoa, brown rice, gluten-free breads if you have to have your bread, stuff like that. Switch to an almond milk or a coconut milk instead of a dairy, and you'll be much better off. Okay. Um, so that's that's really important is, is to think about how do we cool the inflammation. So um, on the flip side of that is essentially just eating more anti-inflammatory foods, which for the most part is vegetables, fruit. Those are the two big ones. Obviously, there's other you know legumes and some animal products that are decent as well. But really focusing on, get, on getting a lot more plant foods into the diet to really cool that inflammation because that is really the base of the problem. Okay. So that's the first fat trigger. Um, another big one. So a lot of people, again, a lot of diets just focus on the food, the diets. Um, what I found over the years is that you really have to attack, not attack, I don't know if attack's the right word, but you have to approach this from a, from a multi-prong approach. So I talk a lot about exercise because exercise is massively important. And maybe I'll touch upon that in a second. But one of the the big fat triggers that we're seeing now is sitting, but also too much exercise. Hmm. And so working so out too much. Working out too much. Yeah. Now, let me, let me caveat that by saying, 
let me be honest. If you work out too much, you're not going to become fat. Okay. Let's, <laughs> but what it's going to do to your body is it's going to break you down. And like we're both professional, we're both former pro athletes. And I don't know about you, but I don't know many pro athletes beyond 35 that are still crushing it. Right. Yeah, it's just, it's just too much. It's like driving your car a million miles. Like what kind of resale value are you going to get? Like nothing. You can even give it away for free. So it's the same thing with, with exercise. There's a lot of workout programs. There seems to be a trend nowadays where the advice is to go hard or go home, like insane, intense workouts five to seven days a week. And yes, those will produce results, but you cannot sustain that for long. You can't, you can't do that for more than a couple months. It's like, you know, a CrossFit, I loved CrossFit for four years. And then I was just like, man, I'm burnt out. Like it is just wearing on me. Yeah. It became a lot. And I was like, I just feel like I want to start doing some other types of movements and flexibility and just mixing it up because even though I loved it for a while, it was just like, man, I just feel like it's, I'm injuring myself. I'm doing all these things that aren't sustainable. Mm -hmm. And I, I found myself going in there being like, okay, I need to hold back and not push as hard because that's what the coaches are saying. And that's what everyone else is doing. And I'm competitive. So I'm going to, but I started just going in there and holding back, and I was just like, why am I in here if I'm going to hold back on my workout when I want to make sure I go full out in whatever it is, whether it's yoga or basketball or something, but not having to hold back when I do it, but just figuring out how to do something sustainable. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, And what ends up happening with that is that you just feel less motivated to work out yes. because now you're just beaten down, and that's where the things – that's where things start to go down south, right? It's – it's not the, the too much exercise is making you fat. I mean, too much exercise is going to create a little more inflammation from increased stress over time, but it's, it's the wearing down in your body that over time is going to really repel you from exercise that can become a problem. On the flip side, sitting we know is, is kind of like the new smoking. Most of us are sitting like six to eight hours or even more a day. Sure. And there's a lot of research coming out of uh, numerous universities like Vanderbilt University which is showing that even if you worked out 30 minutes a day, it doesn't counteract the effect of sitting all day. Wow. And, you know, we live in this culture where we think we can just go to the gym and have this like cardio confessional where, you know, we sat all day, we didn't really do anything, and then we're just going to go to the gym and kill ourselves. Unfortunately, that's not the way it works. So we want to think about in the, during the day is how do we incorporate movements? Like I think we should be working out less but moving more. So how do we incorporate movement throughout the day? So instead of sitting eight hours straight, get up every 20 minutes, move around, do some bodyweight squats, take the stairs. Little things like that over time will compound and make a difference. Plus, they're going to keep you feeling better. And I know you've got like a kind of a pseudo standing desk and yep. you know, you're, you're totally into this. Um, it really, really does make a difference because if you feel stiff and sore all the time, whether it's from too much sitting or too much exercise – the last thing you're going to want to do is move around. Right. So we need to break that momentum. And it's also a compound effect if you're sitting and sore and stiff, you know, for years. It's going to mm -hmm. be hard to break that cycle. Yep. Absolutely. And it's you know even just stretching a few minutes in the morning and the afternoon and just taking a walk is really helps kind of break that up so it doesn't compound over time. Yep. Every, it's all about momentum. Like whether we're talking about eating habits or exercise or anything else, it's all about momentum. Exactly. And you just have to. It, yeah, understand that the start of anything is going to be somewhat painful. And by painful, it's like uncomfortable. Exactly. But it becomes easier with time. Okay. What's another yeah. big fat trigger, maybe? Another big one. Let's talk about uh, deadly belly bugs, <laughs> a.k.a. That sounds nasty, like bed yeah. bugs in your belly. <laughs> yeah. Well, not quite. So they're not bed bugs, <laughs> but they're essentially bad bacteria. 
So we, I think more and more people are are starting to understand the importance of gut health. Yes. And I, I think inflammation is something that is it was on the cover of Time magazine years ago. So I think it's 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 starting to become more received as as a big problem. Gut health is going to be the biggest trend moving forward okay. in all aspects of health. Wow. With respect that's to weight, talks about probiotics and all these things, right? Exactly, exactly, and that's part of the equation. So we've got our gut has you know millions of different types of um, or microorganisms, and the problem is that based on the fact that we eat a lot of like sugar, refined carbohydrates. Uh, use antibiotics at some point in our lives. These are all things that are going to kill off a lot of those good bacteria and allow the bad bacteria to proliferate. So from a fat loss perspective, I want to talk specifically about fat here. There's an interesting thing that happens with bad bacteria. They give off as a byproduct something called lipopolysaccharides. It's kind of like their their poop if you want to think of it that way. And this byproduct, it's a waste product, it's essentially a toxin seeps into the bloodstream. It's actually been shown scientifically to not only increase the size of our fat cells, but increase the number of them, which is not a good thing in terms of, you know, wanting to lose weight. So not only are we kind of offsetting our gut health by having more bad bacteria, but if we don't keep them in check, they're now becoming a problem in terms of new fat cell creation, which is not a good thing because if we're doing other things that are going to force our body to hold on to fat and now there's more storage lockers for that fat to go into so we really want to keep gut health at the top of our mind in terms of like really making sure that we're healthy so using things like probiotics right a really really a simple thing to do on a daily basis reducing our intake of, of sugar is going to be huge as well because sugar feeds the bad bacteria and things like candida and yeast as well so that's something we're going to hear a lot more of in terms of from a weight loss perspective uh, the importance of gut One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host when you get a new car or a new home your first reaction might be to say things like oh yeah or i can't believe it or booyah but what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need like a good neighbor state farm is there state farm is there with the coverage you need for your car your home and even boats motorcycles rvs and other things that matter to you with a state farm agent you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need with so many coverage options it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you and when you need ways to get help state farm gives you options there too in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. When you want the best, you have to act quickly. 
or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game, or when you're hiring for your business and you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. An interesting thing, there's, uh, there's been some a couple studies that have been done on twins. This is really fascinating. And identical twins, one twin overweights, one twin normal weights. And what they've done is they've actually taken fecal implants. So they've actually taken poop and implanted it from the overweight twin. And they've done this both in humans and animals. From the overweight twin into the normal size twin. And simply that implants of feces into the normal weight twin started to force him or her to gain weight, Mm. which is fascinating. And it all comes back down to the bacterial strains we have in our gut. So what we know is that there are certain bacterial strains that are associated with overweightness, and then there's other bacterial strains that are more favorable or more associated with just having a normal, healthy weight. So it's very interesting to see what's coming out of this whole area of research on gut health. And so um, are you yeah. saying are you saying there's ways that we can change the, I guess, the bacteria strands in our in our gut, or to some degree, yes. Um, there, I mean, depending on where you live, like in the world, so you're going to be exposed to different soil organisms. So naturally, you'll have different organisms in your gut. But when you look at the the beneficial bacteria, so we're talking about things like Lactobacillus. Acidophilus, as an example, or any of those lactobacillus bacteria, any of the bifidobacterium, those are all really good. And this is this is actually something really important to consider with respect to probiotics is that when you're taking a probiotic, you want to really make sure that you're getting multiple different strains, not just one or a select few. So it's not just about, hey, this thing has 10 billion CFU, but it's got 10 billion and 20 different strains, right. which is really when, what you want to look for. Okay. Interesting. All right. Well, those are some of the fat triggers, and there's a few more that you haven't talked about that are that are covered in the book that people can go check out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what's the the solution to to you know burning this fat or, or getting rid of the fat and and really making sure you're living this healthy life? I mean, you got this five day process. What does this consist of? Yeah, for sure. So, again, going back to the understanding that if our body is inflamed and stressed out, it's not going to be able to release weight. So, we have to look at okay, how do we reduce that? Um, and there's obviously a couple different ways. But what I found really effective over the years, and we've done this with thousands of our clients now, is a special way of approaching food that honors our body's natural rhythms. So uh, let me give you an analogy. I'll give you two stories. So go back to Paleolithic man. Walks on the earth, does his thing, doesn't have access to Starbucks, doesn't have a refrigerator, And what that means is that he's not able to eat 24-7 like we have access to nowadays. So back in those days, and 
our wiring, our biology is still the same as it was back then, we were exposed to an environment where some days we had more, some days we had less, some days we had none at all. And nowadays we've been led to believe that we have to be eating all the time in order to keep our metabolism happy. Because right. if, you know, God forbid we should miss a meal, <laughs> our metabolism is going to shut down or we're going right. to store fat. And there could be nothing further from the truth. The research shows that if you have one meal a day or six meals a day, it makes no difference on weight loss, assuming total really? calories are the same. Yep. Not at all. Oh. So it's assuming, not going to affect your metabolism if you're not eating every four hours or, so, or three hours or something, right? No, not at all. And here's, here's the reality. If you're eating every one to two hours, two to three hours, here's what's really happening. When you eat, you break down the food, it raises your blood sugar, right? Some foods more than others. When our blood sugar rises, our body says, you know what? This is not a good thing. We have to keep it in balance. So it releases a hormone called insulin. Insulin is a storage hormone. It's one of our only storage hormones. So it takes that sugar and stores it. So just that alone, we don't want to store all that. Sh- we, don't, we don't want to be in storage mode all the time because if we are, how are we going to be burning fat? Mm. The other thing with too much insulin is that it naturally increases cortisol. So if we always have high insulin, we're going to have high cortisol. And if high cortisol is at the foundation of this body's stress response, then our body is constantly in the state of stress. So eating all the time is not the answer. So... The other analogy is um, I was recently in Barbados with, uh, with, with our kids and we're in, in the ocean and my, my oldest son Oscar is like at the shore kind of like kicking the waves and punching the waves and stuff. And I'm looking at that and I'm like, wow, this is a really interesting juxtaposition because you have these waves which are, have this beautiful natural rhythm and you've got this little four-year-old trying to punch through them. And it just made me think, I was like, what would happen if you got – caught in the riptide and got pulled out to sea. And I tell him, I'm like, listen, if that, if that ever happens, here's what you do. Just go with the current. It'll bring you right back to shore. Swim parallel to the shore. It'll bring you right back in instead of fighting it. And it, it made me think, I was like, you know what? Our body is the same way. We are part of nature. And we have started to live over the past, let's say, half a century in a way that is completely opposite of our natural rhythms. So for instance, instead of punching the waves, why not ride with them? And surfers know this all too well is, you want to ride with the waves, and, and if you don't, then you're not going to, it's not going to work. So how do we do that with our diet? How do we do that with our body? So that's why over the last couple of years, I started to experiment with different ways of, of eating clean, real foods, but in a way that just honors our natural rhythm. So for instance, I don't know if, if you've ever woken up, Lewis, and one day and said, you know what? I don't really feel like having breakfast today. You know, where some days you're like, wow, I, I feel like I'm famished. I want to have a big breakfast. That's most days for me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's totally fine, right? But if we bought into this dogma, which tells us you have to have breakfast right. or you cannot have carbs later in the day, and if you do, you feel guilty and shameful about it, that's a terrible way of living. So with our five-day food cycling formula, I have a, a quick little analogy or a little poem that I like to use, which is some days high, some days low, some days yes, some days no which basically means we're going to stagger our calories. We're going to have some days where we have higher, higher caloric consumption. Other days, we're going to have lower caloric consumption. Other days, we'll have kind of regular consumption. And other days, we'll actually have nothing at all. So we'll do a one-day fast. So we've put this together in a beautiful five-day program that we've worked kind of underground with, um, with a lot of our clients for the past couple of years. And it's worked like gangbusters. Wow. And what's amazing about it is when I was putting this book together – Last December, I said, okay, I want to really put this to the test. And I'm, I'm like, I want to put this out. This is going to be a published book. I want to make sure that, you know, this is actually 
producing the results that we've seen with our online clients for so many years. So we had 720 beta testers take part in this and we did it in December. So literally like this time last year, we took people through a 21 day challenge or a 21 day beta test. And I said, we're going to start at the beginning of December and we're going to finish it on December 26th. And people are like, you're crazy. Why would we do this during the Christmas holidays? And I said, aha, am I crazy or am I brilliant? Because if I can help you lose weight in the most challenging time of the year, what would happen in January or what would happen in the springtime? So we had 720 men and women take part. And I talk about this in the book. The average weight loss in 21 days, the average weight loss was 10 pounds. And we had during the holidays, okay? okay? And we had about 15, I think it was 15 to 20% of those people lost close to 30 pounds. We had a number of them lose 30 pounds or more. Um, One of our clients, Patrick, unbelievable success story. Here's a guy who's like stressed out, working like, you know, from all hours of the day, traveling all over. He's got a two-year-old son at home and he, he's like, he, he, he finds out about this beta test and this, this, this book we're putting together and he's like, finally, something that actually makes sense for me because we kind of started to explain what it was all about. And he's like, wow, this, you know, it sounds awesome. And he would get up at three in the morning. I'm not, I'm not advising everyone to do this, but he would get up at three in the morning, get his workout in. He would have like, it was just incredible what he did. Um, by the time 6.30 rolled around, he was on his way to work with his wife and stuff like that. It was really cool. So anyways, um, he had tried all sorts of other diets in the past. Nothing worked. And in fact, he had gained weight over the years because of all this stuff that he was doing and all the excess stress from work and so forth. And he loses 30 pounds, 12 inches off his waist. And the only negative, he said, was that none of his clothes fit anymore. <laughs> so, you know, it was just one success story after another um, similar to that. And obviously, everyone's different. Some people had less weight, less weight loss, others more. But the common thread, the most exciting thing for me was that almost unanimously people said this is the most sustainable way of eating I've ever come across. So is this a, the five-day you know, process? Is this something we do every five days? Is it something we do once and then we let it go? How does it work? Yeah. So basically over the 21-day plan that I have laid out in the book and similar to what the beta testers um, followed is we just repeated the five-day cycle. Gotcha. So, so we one, day five days. You, one day is low carb, one day you, you feast, one day you fast, regular, you know, and you just go through that process as opposed to saying, okay, I'm going to starve myself for five days and then have a cheat day <laughs> yeah. or, or I'm going to, you know, eat 10 times a day every single day and do these things. It's like you're, you're mixing it up almost constantly. You're, you're like, it's like muscle confusion for your body or your, your, your stomach or something. Yeah, exactly. And it's, but also to the point where it's not putting your body into a stressed out state. Because if you were to fast for a week or even for a couple of days, your body's like, whoa, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, so doing it very strategically. And we've really cracked like a beautiful formula here that's worked so well for so many years and it's for, for thousands of our clients. And um, there's so much research. I mean, there's tons of uh, all the research and the science is in the book. And I'm not, I don't need to go into the nitty gritty details. But you know, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're thinking like, okay, well, is this like another like thing, another gimmick? Um, it's just a different way of, of eating that actually honors your body. So if you don't feel hungry some days, you know what? That's fine. If you feel famished other days, you know what? Enjoy that. And we show you how to do that. And we, we help you through that process. Earlier you asked me like, how do you find you know, the right approach for you? Um, well, it's really about kind of going through a system like this to understand that it's okay if you have carbs later in the day. 
it's actually better than if you have them in the morning. Okay. Um, and just really kind of overcoming a lot of the myths and helping people navigate through the confusing world of, of how to eat well in a way that resonates with their body. So who, you know, who would this be for, this process, this 21-day process or, or this lifestyle, and who is this not for? Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's really for anybody who has tried everything else before with limited success. Okay. And that's really who this book was written for. If you're, um, already, if you're already healthy and got your lifestyle down, then you don't need this is what you're saying. To, you know, to be honest, I would, I mean, this is the, the interesting thing about this is that this is how I eat on a regular basis yeah. uh, for the most part. And I'm not a guy who has to lose weight. So I understand the benefits, the immense benefits of intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. So I fast once a week. It's yeah. incredible. Um, I also understand that if you fast too long, you're going to start to suppress thyroid function and leptin function. So I have a healthy refeed, which is our one day feast once, once a week as well. So for me, I don't follow the five day cycle, um, as it's laid out specifically in this book, because it's a little more weight loss geared. But what I show people how to do in the final chapter is how to make this your life. So for instance, after the 21 days, what do you do? Do you just keep repeating this forever? Well, in some cases, some people may want to do that. But for others, for instance, for me, I don't want to do a low-cal day, a low-calorie day. So I'm just going to have four days that I'm going to cycle. And for me, I have Saturdays tend to be my best feast days. So I'm at home. I have more food. Um, So I'm just going to dictate that on Saturdays, I'm going to have my feast days. And maybe on Mondays, I'm going to have my fast days. Um, So that's kind of the schedule that I've approached it with, whereas others are a bit more like, just tell me what to do exactly every single day. So we've given people the flexibility to figure out what's going to work best for them beyond the initial 21 days so that they can actually make this part of their life. And even if they don't follow the five-day formula to the T, even if they just took some of the concepts, like understanding that a one-day fast is massively beneficial for health and fat loss and just did that for the rest of their life once a week, they would see incredible results. So it's it's a really, really cool process for, for anyone to go through. I love it. Well, the book is called The All-Day Fat-Burning Diet, and it comes out December 22nd, but you can pre-order it now on Amazon and Barnes & Noble and everywhere online, correct? Yeah, and actually what we're doing right now is if you guys go to alldayfatburningdiet.com, we're giving away like the like everything but the kitchen sink. So you're getting a ton <laughs> of stuff. Uh, plus when you pre-order, I, I think the book is about 25% off now on Amazon. So when you pre-order the book, you're going to get all the, and there's, I think we're giving away $500 worth of bonuses uh, for free when you get the book. So go to alldayfatburningdiet.com. You'll see all the bonuses there and you can pre-order the book and it's, um, yeah, it's coming out December 22nd. It's pretty awesome. Amazing. Well, Yuri, I appreciate you. I acknowledge you for your consistency, man. You're, you're just so consistent with your, your message and with your research and with serving people to be healthy and sustainably healthy for their life, that it's an inspiration and uh, I acknowledge you for all the work you're up to and su- supporting so many people. So thanks for that. Well, thank you uh, very much. I'll ask one final question, which you've answered before in the past, but it's what's your hmm. definition of greatness? Definition of greatness. I wonder if it's going to change from my previous answer. Um, I think it's, you know, again, I'm going to take this back from my days as a soccer player. It's leaving the fields and knowing, regardless of what the scoreboard says, that you gave everything you could. I love it. You're just doing that on a day-to-day basis. That's a perfect answer. Uh, thanks so much for sharing your wisdom and for, for coming on again. I really appreciate this. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, buddy. 
There you have it, gang. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope you learned something about your health and how to optimize your health. Again, we're always bringing you the best information, people, and resources to optimize your body, your life, your health, your business, your spirituality. We're bringing you the best each and every week. If you enjoyed this episode or you know a friend who would like this, make sure to send them to lewishouse.com slash 261. Subscribe to the podcast if you're new here over on iTunes. Again, just type in School of Greatness and subscribe to that little button right there. Also, share this out with your friends. You can do it right from iTunes or on Stitcher or on SoundCloud. So whichever platform you like to listen on, make sure to share it out from those platforms. And sign up for our free newsletter. Each week, we send valuable tips and resources and information over at lewishouse.com. Thank you guys so much. I love you guys. Thank you for all your support. Big things ahead. Make sure to finish the year strong. It's coming quickly, 2016, and we've got some big things happening. I can't wait to share them with you. You guys know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. Seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium bang and a Lufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range in a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. At Metro, get an iPhone 12 with 5G and a dual camera system for $99.99. Take amazing pictures and share them instantly. And don't put up with life's yada yada. Yada yada. Like photo bombers. Zoom, crop out, yada yada. And bye. You don't take yada yada in life. Don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Get iPhone 12 with 5G with no activation fees and nada yada yada. Only at Metro by T-Mobile. Switch to Metro, bring your ID. This offer isn't available for customers currently at T-Mobile or that have been with Metro in the past 180 days.